Hello, new moon watchers. New moons, full moons, half moons, crescents, all in between. I am Julie. And I'm Tori. (laughs) And welcome to the Two Vegans One Moon Podcast, where we're just two girls leaning into Libra, holding a creative space, we're nourishing plant-based foods, meet astrology. So grab a drink, grab a journal, and let's empower connection through our bodies, the stars, and each other. Yay, thank you. Um, hi guys. Hi everyone. We have a special human with us today. Um, her name is Kamira. She's our dear friend, our woo-woo sister, and we want to have her here during our new moon chat. Um, Kamira, do you want to say hi? Hi everybody. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, we're just gonna chill and talk about this moon. Um, it's pretty calm compared to all the other ones we've talked about this year, so it's gonna be exciting, um, I think. But how we want to start off today is what do we think ritual or ceremony is um, and how do we all like interpret that? Jules, do you want to start us off? Yeah, for sure. Um, It's really funny because Tori, when you brought up that question that you were like, I want to ask this, I literally Mm -hmm. had posted something on like Thursday night and I hadn't on on social media and I hadn't posted Mm -hmm. in like over a month. Like I haven't posted since probably around last new moon. And um, my post was literally about ceremony and ritual. And in, to answer your question, I've found this place in Denver where I live. Um, it's called the Honey Elixir Bar. And it is a like lounge where like people like right in the heat of downtown, people are going out and drinking all around, but they serve potions. And so you literally can go in and like, get these like mocktails that have like cordyceps and lion's mane and you I literally go there to get cacao on like a Saturday night and like you know friends are all wanting to go out but it's like oh instead of like depletion it's rejuvenation and so um I've been thinking about that because they next to their bathroom they have this sign and it says um celebration is ceremony and I have brought all of my closest people in Denver to this bar um, and we have cacao. And for me, like ritual and ceremony is like being with people and tapping in. And I like using cacao to do that in a spiritual way. Um, It's not necessary, but I love just sitting in communion with other people like we're doing right now, even though it's virtually and just like, talking about the depths of like where they are and where they've been and where they want to go and what that looks like in the universe. So that has been a very exciting part, uh, a new part of my rituals. But what about you, Kamira? I'm really intrigued because also Kamira is our in-house yoga teacher. Um, (laughs) That's funny that you mentioned that bar, Julie. I meant to tell you when I was visiting Denver last month, we went there. And I thought that was such a dope bar. What? Oh my yes. God. I forgot yeah. to tell you. I don't know. It's, it slipped my mind. But yeah. A lot of days. <laughs> it was a really cool place. I enjoyed it. And um, I guess the same thing for me for ritual and then just reflection. 
a lot of reflection and I also like to spend it alone too, just so I can be with my own thoughts. Sometimes I like to take a bath and just, you know, let it, let it flow with the, the energy and everything and releasing what I need to and grounding myself in the, in the world and everything around me. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Um, thank you guys for sharing. That's so great that you guys went to the same place. Um, what about you, Tori? Oh, um, I'll go to it. I saw your post and that added to me wanting to ask this question at the beginning. Um, and I actually had to cow this morning. <laughs> like I, to what? be honest, I ran out of tea um, and there was no cow. <laughs> so I like made a little elixir and I was like, wow, I can make a ceremony out of this. And when I've been talking to friends lately, there's been so many moments where like the word ritual has come up. Um, and I think that's like really signifying of Scorpio season mm -hmm. and transformation. And in a really beautiful way, I actually had a conversation with one of my friends and we were talking about like moving and changing. And she was like, why don't you see this time as a ritual or like a closing of a chapter? and honor it and honor like the person you were in the past few years or the year and a half like what did you meet what did you accomplish and what would you want to do to close off this time like how can you make that into a ritual um and one of my other friends is talking about her birthday and she's like i really just want to do a ritual like i want to come into the next year in a really beautiful way like that's all i want to do um and just like thinking about life in that way and I think this time is all about like life and death and even thinking about death in a way of like, it's a ritual. Like when we lose people, we are, we're not losing them. We're transforming into another person of another shape of ourselves. And so are they. And I was actually talking about that in one of my classes too. So this word has just been coming up so much and I've seen it so much with like everyone I love. So I'm glad we got to share about it. I think it can be like really deep, but also it could just be like super fun and casual. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't have to be crazy. Yeah. I really love that you get to share that. And also, if you don't know, Tori is getting her master's in anthropology. So ritual definitely is up your alley and what she's studying. Um, but yeah, that that's really beautiful. And you know, this brought me just now to this question that I'm just curious if you all had like one word or strategy that you use but what is a ritual that you do to um release or to close a chapter what does that look like to you is it burning something is it just talking to yourself in meditation what what does that ceremony look like for releasing honestly celebration I feel like I always want to celebrate something <laughs> and like just coming together, like taking a moment to like really set an intention with like whatever you're doing. And for me, it's definitely like celebration. It's like a culmination of things and taking just a moment in moments where like, I don't know, I've been lighting a candle lately and like celebrating like mm -hmm. what do I have? Like, what am I grateful for? Um, or like whenever I consume alcohol lately, I see it as something like 
I want to do this because I'm engaging in this space with these people and I want to celebrate something like I want to honor this like as if it's like some elixir or some tea or something like beautiful and mm-hmm. then just like let go I like that what about you Kamira? so lately I've been trying to dive back into my meditation practice because I've definitely fallen off of it but mm-hmm. um, I definitely I think that's just my way of releasing things and I guess resolving things that I need to you know, need to have resolved. And so that involves me lighting some sage or an incense and just chilling out and vibing out with my own thoughts and then journaling about it afterward. And that's just been my thing over the last couple of weeks. And it's been very helpful, very therapeutic. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Thank you all for sharing. And um, I was thinking about that today because I know too, I've been so like, in a million places. I haven't journaled as often as I'd like. I also finished a journal about last new moon, actually. I wrote on last new moon. And so I've been like also struggling to find a new journal that really resonates with me. But um, I actually lit us a candle this morning. And I don't think I told you all, but um, I bought these new candles. (laughs) Essentially, I bought the bagel, right? Like I spent $20 on two (laughs) giant candles this week, um, just because it Julie never buys the bagel. I never buy the <laughs> so bagel. we're proud of her. She bought the bagel. <laughs> and it's perfect because it was a three-wick candle. And I have really loved doing candle ceremonies like every day before work. And I light one for myself and then one for another person. Um, but this was great because I ran out of other small candles and this candle had enough wicks for all three of us. So we are in this space together. And I also burnt some sage that I picked from my dad's front yard. (laughs) And so um, we are here in ritual and ceremony together. And so um, I'm really excited to dive in onto what this new moon looks like and sounds like. And before we do this, can we just all take a deep breath? Because we finally, I'm not saying we made it, but like, we're almost making it. And it feels good to breathe. So if I didn't know if you just breathed, just tell me if you did. (laughs) Because it's great. Breathing. Yes. Awesome. Great. Well, (laughs) let's dive in. Let's talk about this new moon in Scorpio. Um, New moons. It's a start of a new cycle. We have ended a cycle and started a new one. So um, hell yeah. Thinking back to when this cycle started was on the Libra new moon in mid-October. And obviously a lot has happened since then in the world, um, especially in the U.S., And um, it was very intense. We had elections, we had confusion, we had Mercury in retrograde, Mars in retrograde, so many things in retrograde. And on top of that, a very intense full moon, a blue moon, which means two full moons happen in the same calendar month, um, which is so rare and won't happen for another like at least 20 to 30 years. So we have come to this place of like, wow, it's a new slate. And so tomorrow morning, 
um, around 5 a.m. Mountain Time on November 15th is going to be the Scorpio New Moon. It's also the darkest time. We enter new cycles in the darkest time and it allows us to set our new path. But Scorpio is also a very intense sign. It's very transformational in a beautiful way. I've learned to have a lot of beauty and appreciation for Scorpio, but this one can be one of the most transformational new moons of this year. And so um, this moon is also happening at 23 degrees Scorpio. So the moon and the sun are both at 23 degrees Scorpio. They're aligned right now. They're conjunct. So where is 23 degrees Scorpio in your chart? Look it up. Do you have any planets near there? They're probably going to be impacted. What house is 23 degrees Scorpio in, in your chart? That is the area of life that you might be feeling this moon tomorrow really intensely, um, but also is a great way to go inwards and say, hmm, where, where can I transform in this area? That being said, Tori has no planets around her 23 degree Scorpio, but um, this is in your seventh house. So this is ruling um, marriage and partnerships, those types of relationships. Um, but it's also right next to your descendant node. So your south node which is like, what are you releasing? Um, so it's the opposite of your rising. And what is it that you're releasing and then transforming in your world of relationships and marriage, Tori? You don't have to fully answer this if you don't want to, but go for it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's been tough. <laughs> um, it's, it's really brought up like communication in like my one-on-one -on -one, um, relationships. I've really been thinking about um, just like really honestly communicating what I want in like one-on-one -on -one relationships. Obviously my intimate relationship, stressful communicating like my actual needs and feeling like worthy in that and worthy to like give myself the space for that and in my friendships, like one-on-one -on -one relationships. I have a hard time with that. I can talk all day. I can talk shit all day about whatever and have a great time. But like, honestly telling you like <laughs> what bothered me, Jesus Christ, that <laughs> is dumb. So that has definitely um, come up this week. Um, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's, um, it's so interesting. I hadn't thought about where your seventh house was. Um, and now I'm like, okay this makes some good sense, but, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm feeling that too in a different way. Um, so I don't have any planets near this 23 degree Scorpio, but this is also where, um, like in the heat of my 11th house, which is all about friends. It's about society. It's about groups. Um, but it's all about like long-term goals and pleasures and, um, like the visions you have for your future, which is something I'm always trying to like deeply make sense of and deeply explore which is that scorpio energy and like um i've been feeling that so intensely like last night i took a bath girls for real i, <laughs> I, I <literally laughs> cleaned my bathtub to take a bath and just like i read my old journals and i read um this book that i'd been um loving to read and i was reflecting i was like i didn't journal for the whole month of june and july at all and I'm like, um, this is also um, a really interesting time that I was like, okay, I'm trying to understand like what I'm wanting to do going forward in my life and like 
who are the people that are going to influence me in that and like the friends and people I have around me. I've learned through this chart and exploring that um, Scorpio folks and Scorpio energy is something that's um, really is beneficial to help um, push me forward and transform in the ways that I, I want to, um, specifically because it's in my 11th house. But this is also a time to think back to what you were doing six months ago. On the Scorpio full moon in late April, early May, what were you doing? And how has that popped up as a reminder of a lesson that you've learned? And what is it reminding you of how you've transformed so far from then? And before you all answer this, like I'm also baffled because Tori, it was the Scorpio full moon. That was the first time we did this podcast. The first time we like opened it up to people was on that full moon. Wow. Yeah. I think that is like one of our highest views <laughs> is that um, episode. It's just, yeah, crazy. Like what was six months ago for you all? Wow. Like, I feel like in 2020, each day has been crazy. So six months ago, feels like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, everything looked different. I mean, my living space looked different. Who I was around on a daily basis looked different. What I thought were possibilities looked different. That's crazy. What about you, Samara? You like hit everything on the head. Literally all that was different for me. Julie was living in the same city as me. Um, I don't even know, like, it's just, yeah, I was living in a different space as well. Um, I had a different outlook on what life looked like, what my job would be, and just had to rethink everything. That's when everything started to shift a bit. And I noticed that it would not be, <laughs> the plan wouldn't go according to plan, like I thought, so. Which is yeah. the most stressful thing for a Virgo. <laughs> stressful. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really quickly, too. I looked up my North Node because I forgot which one it was in. It's in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Your North Node is Scorpio? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, I've been feeling it all so hard and so heavy. You are coming into it. Come to the spiritual side. <laughs> <laughs> Transform. <laughs> real. I love that. And Jules, do you want to touch on where you were six months ago, what you were feeling, what was different? Um, I remember this moon explicitly, or the Scorpio alpha moon explicitly, because I had literally gotten out of, like, my relationship, like, two days before it, and it was so intense, yeah. mm -hmm. and I remember um, we had been in the talks and then in the works of, um, you know, should we do this podcast, what would it be called? And then it was just like this whole release of energy, like a very intense release of energy, but it brought up a lot to the surface that I wasn't wanting to acknowledge, like in my relationship. And um, yeah, I was also living in a different city. I had a different idea of what my job was going to be. And um, I then moved like two weeks later. So it was just, it was a lot, but um, I'm glad for the transformation. But yeah, it feels about 10 years ago. <laughs> Truly. And it's kind of like comforting in that, like, I don't know, we think about six months ago and we're like, wow, so much has changed. And like, that's comforting. Like if 
what you're going through right now is too much, it's overwhelming, like things change really quickly and you do have the power to change them in some way. And if, it, if right now it's just your thoughts, then that's really important too. Like sometimes we can't change our space. We can't change the reality that like COVID is, like our numbers are rising. We should not be going out. We should not be doing certain things, but we can change our thoughts around it. And I don't know, I find that comforting. I think that brings us into our themes of this moon, which I just want to say that I have been very scared of Scorpio energy for a very long time, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> um, I am, <laughs> yeah, I'm fully leaving in um, because I'm realizing it's a time to really just look inward and heal and then move into Sag season. And who doesn't love Sag season? <laughs> 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 yeah, it says me. <laughs> so the themes around this mood are transformation, healing, ritual, everything we've been talking about. But mostly it's just like an inner check-in and whatever that looks like to you. For the people that are out here avoiding everything, it could look heavy. But <laughs> if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing the work, it's not. Um, and it's also okay to avoid things sometimes. We are, I think our bodies react in certain ways to certain situations for a reason. So that's okay too. But tomorrow or whenever you choose to do this ritual, it's just a time to check in and not be afraid to like give yourself, give yourself space to like feel everything and know that that's okay. And other people are probably feeling the exact same things too. Yeah, I feel like um, Scorpio has given a whole new meaning to me this year and what it, you know, it used to be so scary. And I literally, it was like Thursday night and I was just like, it hit me and I was like, wow, no, this is beautiful. This is transformation. And like, I think our society is so fearful of that change and so fearful of transforming, which is why we've been fighting it for this whole year. And it's been biting us because the universe is going to make you learn that lesson a million times over if you choose to not acknowledge it and if you choose to push it away and, you know, not talk to it. And Scorpio time, I remember when a couple weeks ago when we entered Scorpio season, I think I was talking with you, Tori, um, or Daisy, and it was like, wow, this is the first time I'm excited for it because it feels like it's the last push. It feels like it's the last little bit of like, all right, sit and heal, like literally reflect and heal and do that little bit of self-work that you have left to do so that you can then celebrate it in Sag season because that's all that Sag is about, right? And like, I'm excited for this, um, but I needed this reminder because I was getting very much like, I'm over it. <laughs> but the... Um, New moon rituals, you know, what that looks like um, is all what works for you. It's different for everyone. Um, this used to be Tori's thing, and I used to be like, eh, new moons, eh. But um, set intentions. Literally, it could be one word. And just plant that one seed that you want to develop over the next four weeks. What's something that you're going to write every day? I used to get intimidated by the thought of intentions because I thought it had to be perfect. I thought it had to be so aligned. It would just come to me. And a lot of times it didn't. And I was like, I'd felt pressured. And so I wouldn't do it at all. And now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just choose one word. If that's what comes to me, I'm going to do that. But also know that it's a clean slate. Like review what was happening in this last cycle. What did you grow through since the middle of, middle of October? 
Um, and what will you leave behind? Because Scorpio is the perfect sign and perfect energy to help you truly shed that energy, literally shed it so that you can transform and you can grow into this next version of yourself. So I know that's something that I'm going to be taking some time either later today or tomorrow and really reflecting on so that I know what I don't want to do going forward. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that, Jules. I think like that's the biggest thing of this season, especially in this year, like thinking back on April, but also thinking back on like January, like think of all the things you (laughs) thought you wanted in 2020 and like, what did you really get and what did life show you? Because we're collectively, we're all feeling this together. Like it was a huge pause. It was a huge like look inward. Um, For some people, it's probably like a huge go. Like I can finally do what I want. Um, And it's really just like thinking about, okay, what did I want? And do I even still want that now? And if I do, let me manifest that in an even bigger way because now it's more meaningful because I did the work. Like I thought about it. I felt it. I like meditated on it. I did all the things. And now I'm like, yep, I still want that. I'm going to do it. So in a way, it's it's really beautiful. Um, and some other things like we kind of want to touch on before we get into like reflecting and more like fun Scorpio stuff is other things happening. Um, Mercury went direct this week and so did Mars, but we're still going to feel, <laughs> I know we're still going to feel that a little bit. Um, but with Mercury going direct, like no regrets with what you're saying, like send that text. Don't be freaking out about it. Don't think that someone is misunderstanding uh-huh. you. Like we're all good. <laughs> Hells yeah. And Yeah with Mars going direct. Um, so it's still in Aries and this is interesting. So I feel like this is like what I'm taking from Mars, um, going direct, like the retrograde was two months, right? So it was like September until now. And if, if you are someone who's like crazy high energy and like can't stop me, um, Mm -hmm. very, very like fire, (laughs) um, you were probably like restless, like life was like hitting a wall, like no way you need to chill. And that felt really scary and really tough. And it made you really frustrated and really angry. Um, but if you're the opposite, if sometimes you are, you lean into more like of the comforts in life and like more earthy or like more watery, which is wonderful. I, I need all of that energy in my life. <laughs> um, but you probably felt this certain like kickstart, like wow, I really want to do this project. I really want to start this creative thing. Like I am really feeling this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that it's going direct, it's just like whoever you were, you decided where you wanted to put your energy. It may have been frustrating. It may have been difficult, but Mars was showing you that. And now you get to decide if you want to continue and like put that into action or do you not want to do that? Or did you like the, if you're someone who's has so much fire or air, did you like that space you gave yourself? Did you like that you stopped and paused and you didn't do like work every second? Okay. How can you implement that now? I mean, I'm talking to myself. (laughs) How did you guys feel Mars retrograde? That was really beautiful. Kamara, do you have any 
um, like, I have a whole source of things, but Kamira, do you have any thoughts on like what Mars retrograde felt like for you, considering you're also a Virgo? Yes. So I don't, I was, I don't know. I was all over the place. Like I felt like I was hitting a wall. There was a point where I was crying a lot, just feeling a lot of things. And it felt like I wasn't making progress towards what I wanted. And so, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. I just felt a lot of things. (laughs) There were so many emotions. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was real. I, um, and so for those of you listening, um, Kamira and I are very earth, earth signs, very earthy. And then Tori's over here who's like fire, like on fire. And she's like, I'm going to go run a marathon today and listen to everything about the world. Um, so I know for me with like Mars in retrograde, like it was, um, a very frustrating time. Um, and because also my Mars is in cancer. So it's very, it's very emotional, but I was like emotionally frustrated. I was just like, oh, I want to cry and I'm frustrated. I'm mad about it, but it like hurt me at the same time. But I was also this like huge amount of appreciation for the time and like excitement for it because I knew that like Mars, um, having that time to reflect on like what I really, what was really driving me and where I wanted to go with that is like my whole purpose in life. I ask myself that all the time. I'm like, what do I want in my career? What do I want to study? Like, what is the purpose that I have in this world? And I'm really feeling at this tipping point of like deciding what trajectory I want to go. And so like, I felt this was a great time to go in and be like, what is that? Because I know in the beginning of September, I was like, I'm going to culinary school. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. And now I'm like, okay, here's what I really want. Here's the avenues I can take to get there that does not have to be structured in Capricornian. Like I can develop <laughs> these things and learn and transform and grow on my own. Like I am fully capable of that, like fully purposefully capable of it. And so like, I thought it was a really beautiful time, but also painful because Scorpio makes me feel like I'm in puberty. And like, I'm not like bursting out of it. And I'm like, ah. but we're here. I love that. I love Scorpio makes you feel like you're in puberty. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, Kamara, it's actually pulling up your chart. I wanted to see your North Node is in Scorpio, and I wanted to see what house that's in. Um, in your, it's really cool. Um, so Sixth House is a house of service and the um, house of Virgo, essentially. And a lot of times when, wherever your North Node is, like the house placement, those are the people you attract in your life. So you attract other Virgos, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but it's also in Libra. So you could attract like more airy and fiery people. But one thing that we recently found out with our church was that wherever your North Node is placed, like you, that's like your purpose, your life. So you like need that energy. So you typically attract that. So I attract a lot of Virgos because mine is also in my sixth house. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I could see that. Yes. And it's, um, you already have so much Virgo energy. So it's just like, it might not also be like too much of shock for you as well. Whereas right. like some people, if it'd be like, like, what if your, what if yours was in like naturally ruled by Aquarius? It'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, all those Aquarians in my life. 
<laughs> yeah. Or a Gemini. Bankrupt. <laughs> I still don't get why Gemini is supposed to be like Sage's perfect match. <laughs> but it kind of works though. That's what my parents are. My dad's a Gemini. My mom's a Sag. Oh, really? So That's right. Yeah, their energies are very different. Very different. It can be balancing, had, though. Like opposites. Mm -hmm. It must be. Um, endless <laughs> conversations. I feel like you can talk for like three years. It's true. Yeah. I think of, that, that's really cool. I think of Gemini as like, I, I, I finally figured out on my computer how to make these cool little emojis pop up. And um, I've been saving them. I don't know if you've noticed, like for our recordings. And I was looking through them today and I saw this like little baby balloon. And I was like, that's Gemini. <laughs> Just a little balloon <laughs> in the air. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you and Gemini. I think Gemini is like the new Scorpio. That's, we are like hating on Geminis lately. We're sorry to all the Geminis. But... <laughs> So and they're they're not it's not they're not bad i i mean like as virgos like we're both ruled by mercury so like i really enjoy um talking with gemini's but i can't tell you the amount of like physical anxiety it brings me when i'm trying to schedule things with gemini's or like do things with them i'm like my cortisol yeah. levels literally skyrocket and i'm like i can't even be here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, truly. What other Aquarius too? I feel that about Aquarius. Mm -hmm. But some other things happening in the sky um, before we get into the fun stuff is Pluto and Jupiter are conjunct, which that's been causing like a little bit of tension um for the past like two weeks so jupiter is all about expansion all about higher level thinking all about like idealism and not always being realistic but we need that energy and pluto is like digging into the depth it's healing it's exposing the truth so those two coming together it's a lot it's not necessarily that it's like clashing but like it's a lot it's like do you really want to do this is this like a life or death situation that you want to expand in are you really gonna try to put all your energy into this like really jupiter so it's really been asking you like where you want to expand and like what's your purpose a lot of this like moon comes back to what is your purpose and have you been disconnected for, from that for a little bit and why and do you want to come back to that? Do you want to come back to that same purpose? Or do you want to shift? Do you want to go into something else? And that's okay too. But think about it and really align with that. Yeah, that can be so real and heavy. And Kamira, while you're still here, I'm curious, has that um, changed or shifted at all for you on like, where it is that you want to expand? Silence. <laughs> That's okay too. Sometimes, you know, we can expand in silence as well. That's necessary. Um. <laughs> 
at first, really, I thought you said sex. And I was like, no, that's a great place. Like, that is exactly what we need. <laughs> Especially with Scorpio energy, which we'll talk about. No, I know. <laughs> but Julie, then I'll put the question on you. Where have you felt like you want to expand or even like disconnected from something that like you really wanted before and you're like questioning yourself? Oh, yeah, that's so prevalent right now. I mean, in my life and in my chart really reflects this. My biggest things are like my career and my um, relationships. Like it's just a huge, like intimate home um, stability type of thing for me where I'm just like, it's just so important. Um, But also I have a lot of um, ninth house energy. I love expanding and like, I've been getting so frustrated with COVID lately just because I feel like I'm like, ah. I feel like I can't just go and go do these things that I want and like go be with the people that I want. Um, but I've really been feeling it in my, um, in recognizing that, okay, I'm going to change my mindset around what, how to get to that career and what that looks like. Um, and two, I'm going to change my mindset around relationships and how I get there and with whom, because that was my, I realized that was my point of frustration and um, that, I'm recognizing what I really want is this lifestyle that I have, but I also really want to have that with certain people. Um, But also recognizing that, you know, I can't control those things. And, but what I can control and what I really do want is like complete stability and sanctuary ism within myself. And I've just been able to really recognize like my true values and the true things that I want to expand on, um, which has given me a lot of freedom because I now don't feel tied to having a certain degree to have X, Y, and Z. I don't feel tied to having to have a, you know, intimate, full-time committed relationship in order to have X, Y, and Z. And um, opening my mind to those things has been really um freeing and expansive and um it's new to me but I'm interested in exploring how all of that will unfold but what about you Tori since you are the in-house Sag well I really liked um what you said about within yourself and like opening up your mind to new possibilities um I yeah I wrote that down I really like that um for me I feel like I've been asking myself a lot like what is my purpose and what really makes me feel good and what do I avoid doing um so I'm really just trying to take note of that now and come back to what my purpose is in life and like what I really want to do for me as you you Julie like work is so important and like I want to be deeply invested like I want my soul to be aligned with like what I do on a daily basis and that is heavy that is a lot like sometimes I envy the people that are like yeah nine to five check out it's fine let's go party and I'm like no I have to be so invested I feel like I'm changing the world (laughs) so it's a lot and I put a lot of pressure on myself in that way um space about what 
exact, write that down and then come back to it. So right now I feel like I'm in the process of um, transformation and in the process of coming back to my purpose. And that's beautiful. And oh, yeah, coming, I, I like how you said that coming back to your purpose, because sometimes, sometimes the way astrology can like come off is as if like you don't have these things or like, but a lot of times it's like, we already know, we already have these things. And um, that's, what's really beautiful. Yeah, truly. And just one other transit is Jupiter trining the sun. So that's sort of happening tomorrow, um, which is lovely um, <laughs> and really harmonious. So it's what we have to look forward to. It's really like giving us the time and the space to be like, okay, what do I want? I'm going to write it down. Um and what fits right now, just like everything we're talking about. So this moon is really giving us time to do that, which is really nice. We haven't had that space in a really long time. Um, Kamara, do you want to say three things that you're grateful for? Oh, yes. So I will say I'm grateful for both of you. So my friendships that I've developed over the last few years, um, grateful for my yoga practice, and then grateful for my meditation practice as well. I'm just working on deepening both of those things right now. And so, yeah, I'm just thankful that I can do that and I have a healthy, able body that allows me to do that. Wow, yes, and thank you. Super grateful for you and grateful that you could come today and we could just chat about everything. But we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, okay, bye, enjoy yoga. Bye. Awesome. So we've gotten to talk, you know, about what's all happening in the sky and, you know, Pluto and Jupiter and they're conjunct and whatnot. Um, but Tori, what is going on with Jupiter trining the sun? Um, so I briefly touched on that. It's just, it's allowing us to to dream, to manifest, which like there hasn't been a lot of space to do that this year. Like Jupiter has been in Capricorn, which is like Ugh. super shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stopping you from like dreaming, from being idealistic. And honestly, being idealistic is fun. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you Capricorn people, you're intense. <laughs> so that's all this is like opening up for us, like it's good energy. It's sextile like we love that um so go back to april or the beginning of the year what were you dreaming of does that fit now if it doesn't change it and like dream like visualize do a whole water ceremony julie took a bath like mm -hmm. take a bath like do something watery and get emotional but in like a really comfy cozy way and just like dream your life i love it yeah i have felt that little like breath of fresh air in the past day and um it's really nice and just like I realized I hadn't been feeling that all year and like how frustrating that is for me because that's a huge part of my nature and things that I love to do is dreaming like I'm a Pisces moon and I'm like oh my god let's just dream up things and I've felt this point of frustration because I felt like I'm like Ugh, 
I just can't. Or I'm like, it's not logical. It's not rational. And I'm like, that's a Capricornian energy. And it's annoying. Like, I love the Capricorns. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, get out of my dream space. Like, you are not needed here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's very, it's like, it's intense. And I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So like, it can be really rigid. It can be nonstop. It can be like all work, no play. And we need to play. We need to dream. For real. And I think that's what we really need, um, especially coming out of this year. So look towards 2021. Look towards what can you dream for that? Um, obviously taking into consideration the lessons we've learned this year. But um, take this little time as like an opportunity to just dream and it doesn't have to be so intense and um, intentional. And if you wanted to be it, do that then. But um, yeah, I love that. That's a thank you for that little bit of hope there, Tori we all needed it okay now a fun part can you tell us about health and our body and sex you know because we all should be having sex in Scorpio season yes girl and I realize we haven't talked about this in a while but um great time to bring it back because Scorpio is right Scorpio is all about sex like literally everything about Scorpio is sex. sex 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 and um honestly like Scorpio rules the part of the body of the genitalia like any sex organs whatever you have whatever you want to have like Scorpio is that energy for you and um this really is a time that um get creative with it like just you know um having a healthy sex life Scorpio reminds us that is sex is healthy um and that it is necessary and it can be fun and it can be pleasurable and it can be really intimate and powerful and meaningful um but also the um uh Scorpio also has to do with their cell salt is calcium sulfate which is like the prime factor in repairing tissues and resistance to infectious diseases. Um, Interesting because we're in a global pandemic right now. Um, But at the same time, you know, taking care of your sex organs, making sure they're clean, making sure they're not being used with scented body soaps and um, making sure they're all healthy and taken care of. But also at this time with the Scorpio new moon, like that could be really heightened. And so maybe it's like, maybe your sexual drive is really heightened. Um, Or maybe it's not, maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe you're like, wow, is this in alignment with me if I'm not feeling this um, in other powerful ways? Or maybe I just need to do it with myself. And maybe that can be a very deep and spiritual ritual for you as well. But Scorpio, when it comes to diet and health, also have um, a a thing for overindulgence. Um, They love to um, kind of tap out of this world sometimes and dive deep. And so that could look like through alcohol or drugs sometimes, anything that can get them to like experience other worlds, um, which can be really useful and helpful. But at the same time, being just mindful of how you might be impacted by it, or maybe it's too much. Um, So like Tori was saying, like setting an intention with your like consumption, like why is it that I am drinking tonight? Or why is it that I want to do this like psychedelic? I'm like, yeah, we're talking about drugs. (laughs) But you know, is it because you want to explore yourself more internally or do you want to celebrate or um, just having an intention so that you can appreciate every part that you're having instead of just like, I'm doing this for the sake of doing it. And um, because Scorpio is, they're deep. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think we should all set intentions before we do drugs or alcohol. <laughs> I just think it's a fun reminder of like, I'm doing this for a reason. And if that reason is just letting go and pure joy, that is totally fine. Like you deserve it, but go into it knowing that, okay, I, I'm just letting go. It's, I think it's, it's really nice to check in with yourself. Like it's, it's just a check-in and we should do that more when we engage with substances, especially coming from like America (laughs) where we consume like crazy people. But yay. Thanks Jules. Um, yeah, we should all be having all the sex, um, caring about our bodies and we should be having all the sex with ourselves or other people multiple people whatever that looks like for all of us is lovely um and just before we close out today um i want to talk about that is very scorpio and i think that it gets a bad rep in tarot just like the devil or death so i want to talk about the tower um, I've definitely gotten this upright and reversed this Scorpio season. Have you pulled it recently, Jules? Um, it's funny you say that because the, I continued to pull this card with the person I used to, um, be intimate with. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It, like multiple yeah. times this card. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, that was still like, Mars retrograde so this is still like sort of a a relevant energy and it's kind of why I want to talk about it um so uh, the tarot I mean the tower upright is like sudden change it's upheaval it's chaos it's like it's kind of like shit is hitting the fan and you were avoiding something for so long and all of a sudden it smacked you in the face um and it can be super positive or sometimes it could be on the low side because you avoided it but if you knew it was coming, like, it's not crazy. And the reversed is all about personal transformation, or it can be like that fear of the transformation or like averting disaster. So sometimes we live in a place of like, okay, well, I know I should transform and it's going to be really tough, but I like it over here. So I'm going to like stay over here and kind of like live with that daily frustration. And I'm going to live with that, like, one little thing that made me upset in this relationship. I'm not going to change, even though deeply I know I should. That is the tower. (laughs) Um, To me, like the tower has come at times where I'm like, oh my God, I knew this should be here. And other times it has hit me in the face. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And in every way, I think it's just, it's really important. If you see this in your reading, like ask yourself, what's my purpose in whatever I'm doing? What is this reading about? Like, what's my purpose here? And what, like, does that align with my soul? If it doesn't, how can I change this? How can I, sometimes it's a small fix and sometimes it's huge. So go back to that. And I think you should stop being afraid of this card. (laughs) Like it's just, it's, it's a needed wake up call that once you do it, once you go through it, it is beautiful. It's, it's so Scorpio. It's like, go through it and you get the Sag season expands, like indulge in a good way, like experience the holidays, like have fun. Yeah. 
That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think <laughs> there could not be a more perfect card for this uh, moon and um, even this year. And so it's, <laughs> I, it, that's a thing too, is like Scorpio is always that energy of like, it's going to deliver the things to you that you might not want, but the things that you need. And that can be painful, yeah. um, especially when we try to avoid it. And that's why it can, people can have such a hard time with it. I know I do sometimes and um, yeah, but necessary, like transformation shouldn't be a scary thing. And that's, I think how it comes off and how we portray it in massive, in mass culture and society in the U S and um, but transformation again, Scorpio characteristics, how can you shift your mindset about what transformation is? And instead of it being daunting, how can it be beautiful and cyclical and natural, right? Yeah, it literally seasonal and we deserve it. Like we owe this to ourselves. And yeah, I'm just super happy that we can hold this space today. Um, I, feel, I feel like this was really healing. I love that we got Kamara on. I don't know. This was like super beautiful. Probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Yeah, this was nice. This was really good. Well, thank you all for listening in. Thank you all for being here. Um, Tori, to close us out, what are three things that you are grateful for today? All right, so I wrote mine down this morning. I'm going to tell you. Um, I am grateful that my body saved me when I fell down the stairs yesterday. Um, I'm grateful for my health, my health insurance. And I'm grateful for my ability to get up and to reflect um, every morning and to be willing to have space to do that and to have like wonderful friendships and relationships like you in my life that encourage this even when it's tough. Aw, thanks, Tor. <laughs> That's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Tell me about your three things. Um, I'm one, thankful for my health. I was sick earlier this week and it made me really nervous, um, but I'm fine. No COVID, mm -hmm. um, just tonsillitis, you know, the huge. Um, so very grateful for um, healthy lungs. Um, my and grateful for my body to heal myself and to take this, the seasons of like really great health in times when it's like, well, you need to just stay in and rest and not do all these other things. Um, so those two, and also um, very grateful for this community for you and Kamira and other people to um, share in on like things that work for them and um, that help teach me and um, just having a space to get to reflect and to um, tap in because sometimes it can be hard to just do it on your own all the time. And we don't have to do it alone all the time. So I am grateful for those things. Sure. We need to leave her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all. Happy thank Scorpio you. new moon. Yes, happy Scorpio New Moon, guys. Don't forget to write your intentions and listen to this pod. All right, bye now. Bye.
Bye.